This is WMNF Tampa. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. I say it's all right. Good morning and welcome to another exciting sustainable living show on WMNF. Tampa 88.5, where every Monday at 11, we bring you a conversation with local experts on sustainable issues. Your hosts today are myself, Kenny Coogan, and the ever-stylish Annie Ellis. Yes, so stylish. <laughs> and we're excited to have Mr. Bill Grace back in the studio. Absolutely. We missed you. Anytime you're not here, you do so much for us. And we're also excited to have Clark answering yes, the phones. Yes, Clark came in especially for us. I'm so happy. Yes, she does a wonderful job. She really does. She really does. So my... What happened um, with you this weekend? Because I know you always have something fun. Well, I was just going to say my uh, unpaid interns. Your parents. My, par- <laughs> my parents are back in New York. Resting, no doubt. They're resting and I'm resting. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we potted up about 600 carnivorous plants. That's a lot. And, That's a lot. And, and that was my entire week. Yeah, well, I would say so. 600 is a lot of plants. I mean, and that doesn't just mean you automatically have it done. You have to get the pots, put the soil in, yes. put the plant in, put them where they go, and water. I mean, it's not a thing. And they have to be right where they're supposed to be. And they need to be in sequence. No doubt you keep yeah. them all in sequence. I'm yeah, sure. so they're all labeled. But uh, my parents were listening to the show last week, and they were surprised that you've been getting rain and I'm just eight miles north of you, and we have not been getting rain. And I have six rain barrels, and two of them are empty right well, now. Well, I don't know what's up, but I still am getting a little bit of rain almost every day, just a little bit sometimes. Maybe it's because I'm closer to the water. You know, I'm right close yeah. to Bayshore, so that sounds fancy. But I was talking <laughs> to uh, a couple that are in Brandon yesterday, uh-huh. and they said, oh, you could just bring your rain barrels over to our property. And I said, well... That's 50 gallons times eight pounds, so that's 400 yeah. pounds that I would have to... <laughs> it's going to load it. <laughs> so that wouldn't work. Yeah, uh, the loading and unloading would be the, the kicker there. Yeah. <laughs> so today we are talking about solar. I know, it's exciting. And solar panels and... Uh, well, actually, a nonprofit group. So, yeah, the, it's the combining of the people to get you a better solar pricing, is what yes. this is about. So, Annie, do you want to introduce Heaven Campbell? Yes, don't you just love her name? Her name, we're talking with Heaven Campbell. Uh, who is the Florida Program Director of Solar United Neighbors, which is a nonprofit that helps Florida's, uh, Floridians go solar. Uh, and they join together and fight for their energy rights. She is passionate about energy equity, moving our state forward in energy policy and connecting solar enthusiasts. She is a Florida native, Osprey and Gator, and enjoys spending time in nature with her dogs and family, Solar United. And it is a nonprofit. I wanted to stress that because this isn't like a business that does this. Uh, They are trying to help people unite uh, so they can get uh, the best uh, systems in place, and they're doing that in Florida. The, we missed Hillsboro uh, connector; uh, that's all filled up, filled up. But we have a couple of other ones, and she's going to tell us all about it. Welcome to the program, Heaven. 
Oh, hi. Good morning. Oh, yeah. Having me. Yeah, heaven on earth. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that. So, can you tell us? Thank you for coming. By the way, appreciate it. Um, can you tell us uh, when and where and how this all began? Because I think it's a great story. Yeah, absolutely. So we we are a national nonprofit, a five hundred one c three. We got started in D.C., and I agree. I think we have a really cool origin story. Uh, We got started because of two 12-year-old boys who saw an inconvenient truth and really wanted to do something. Um, So they were really fired up from seeing the movie and wanted to do something. And uh, Walter, one of those boys, actually decided to make his bar mitzvah project um, sharing with his neighbors about energy efficiency, passing out LED bulbs, and also encouraged his own family to go solar. So they live in the Mount Pleasant ward of D.C., and his mom is our executive director now, Anya Schoolman, and she was working a full-time job at the time and, you know, listened to her son and said, sure, let's investigate this. And as she was investigating, she ran into so many hurdles and barriers and questions that were hard to find the answers to. So as she was finding answers, she thought, if I'm doing all this background research, I should really be sharing this with our neighbors. So she would print out information and send those two tweens around the neighborhood to invite people over to her living room. She'd put out snacks and really just share and divulge everything that she was learning. And this was the first ad hoc co-op. Um, this was, you know, a long process. It took over two years, but about 40 of her neighbors and her went solar together. So this was replicable and a lot of people wanted to do this over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, she ended up quitting her job, starting this nonprofit. And very soon commuters from nearby states like Virginia and Maryland wanted to volunteer to help spread the word, wanted to bring it to their community. And we became a nonprofit and it just started to spread. Uh, we actually have a even cool origin story for Florida. Uh, okay. We have, we I'm, have I'm a really, <laughs> yeah, we have this amazing uh, volunteer in Orange County, but really the whole state, Mary Boy, who heard about our story of how we got started on NPR and had what she calls a driveway moment where she just couldn't get out of her car. She had to listen all the way through um, to the rest of the story mm-hmm. and then started calling our D.C. office and saying, we need this in Florida. And Good really helped. Her. Yeah, uh, really helped drag us down from D.C. to Florida in 2015, did a couple pilots, officially launched in 2016, and the rest is history. The Florida program is definitely the biggest and the brightest. I do say so myself. (laughs) Well, you are from Florida, so there's that. That's good to hear. I was watching CBS Sunday Morning, and they covered this uh, YouTuber. He's 22 years old. It's called Recess Therapy, and the host is Julian Shapiro-Barnum. And he goes around on playgrounds, and he interviews three- to eight-year-olds. Remember that? Remember that old show? Like the... The kids say the darnest things. Oh, yeah, the uh, link letter. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. But he goes like, oh, he asks the kids, you know, several different questions. Right. And he said the two biggest things that three to eight-year-olds are concerned about are guns and climate 
change. I heard about that. Yeah, that's uh, kind of strong for a child to have yeah. that on the forefront of their mind. It's kind of scary for them. But it is exciting that... They're thinking about it, right? That they're thinking about it, and then the 12-year-olds are like, oh... They're, yeah. they're watching the documentary and they yeah. go, we can do solar. We can implement solar. Right. Because they don't yeah. think about money. <laughs> and that's what's so great is that because then they, they went, oh, no, this is doable. And then they went back to their mother and they went, ooh, this is kind mm-hmm. of expensive. I don't know about this. <laughs> and then the, as they researched, they were able to get those numbers down because of the in mass that they were able yeah. to, uh, you know, create for the uh, installer is going to be able to reduce his profit margin because he's going to have a larger one because he's going to have so many in one area. So I just think it's fantastic. Uh, and I'm so happy about that woman that sat and listened to the rest of that NPR. That sounds real familiar. I do that very often. Mm-hmm. And then go research. You know, she did the thing. What was her name again? I want to write her name down. Mary Boy. She's one of our um, advisory committee members uh-huh. for the state of Florida. Now she's She's a super volunteer and just a super amazing person well, altogether. She's wonderful. Yeah, she's oh. very active in um, the League of Women Voters of Orange County and in mm-hmm. in her church as well. So, when did that actually start? When the two young men uh, went out, was that in like two thousand or two thousand and ten, or do you know? Yeah, back in two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven. Wow. So they're up there now. So, uh, so what? So what actually happened, it happened to make this original idea and went down to help people over the U.S. And it went one country at a time to go solar in in this united way. So you're saying that the way that happened is people got wind of it and then they actually called you. Is that how that worked? Absolutely. This has been such an organic spread for our organization in such a grassroots, um, a grassroots process, really. We say that we're a grassroots organization, and it's so true. We've we've not had to, you know, come into any state or area. It's all been driven by local demand. Yeah, you know, when you uh, we were approached, I can't remember how it first started. It was a long time ago. We started talking, and I was concerned that it wasn't a nonprofit. I didn't know that at first, so I thought it was just a business. I went, eh, we don't do that, you know. But then when we started talking and found out it was a nonprofit and it's strictly bound together to help people, it's just a fantastic organization. It's a Solar United Neighbors, and it's SUN, S-U-N for short, and what makes it different uh, from going solar on your own, Heaven? Yeah, I think you did a, a great job just a second ago um, talking about it, Annie. Mm-hmm. This is this is a process in which we're a nonprofit. We focus on education first and foremost and consumer protection because we want you to, if you go through the process of one of our co-ops, which are free to join and no obligation to go solar, we want you to be a more informed consumer on the other side, whether or not you go solar. And right. I truly believe that some of the the skills that we imbue should help you be a more informed consumer in regards to other construction projects, re-roofing or getting a new AC. So um, that's really the main tenet is this education and consumer protection and then you also have our subject matter expertise and our handholding throughout the whole process. So if you do go solar through a co-op, we also believe that you're going to be 
a more informed owner of solar mm-hmm. at the other end. You're going to know more about your system and how it works and how to maximize your investment and how to protect your investment for the long haul. Um, we we handhold through the whole process and we help people, whether you're in a co-op area or not. Um, we actually just for for um, this this interview today, we we're so excited to speak with you all. We left the Hillsborough County solar co-op open for a few more days. You did? So oh, I'm so excited. Oh, yay, because I want to announce that. Which ones are open now in Florida, uh, Heaven? So the Hillsborough is open until the 12th, so okay. four more days. And all of our co-ops can be found really simply. It's just solarunitednebors.org uh-huh. forward slash that county name. So Hillsborough, um, Orange County is also open, so forward slash Orange. Um, Broward County and Miami-Dade County are open right now as well. Wow. That's All right. Fantastic. So people are going to go to the website and then they can sign up. And then what's the next step, Heaven? Great question. So whenever <laughs> you sign up, <laughs> it's, it's free and it's also not an obligation to go solar. Um, we you know, do ask that you are signing up with an interest in investigating going solar. And um, in the you know near future, and the first step is that we ask you for some information, like your contact, your address, and we're going to take a look at your roof, and we're going to give you some real feedback. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people will say, you know, I had somebody knock on my door, and they said I'm a great fit for solar. That may or may not be the case. So we do a roof review, and we'll let you know, hey, everything looks fine, or oh, I see a lot of shading and some chimneys, like maybe we need some more information. Or we might say you're not a good fit for solar. Your roof is completely shaded or, you know, whatever it may be. So we give you real feedback. If you are good to move forward, then you'll move forward and start getting educational emails from us and that handholding that I spoke about. And um, just start getting into the process of going solar through a Mm co-op. Co-ops may be at different stages, like the Orange County Co-op. We've selected an installer. Um, Hillsborough County as well, and you'll get a welcome letter that introduces you to that installer, why your co-op peers selected that installer. It is a competitive process in which the co-op selects their own installer. We do background checks and check insurance and licensure, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but the co-op has a set of, you know, survey results and things that they valued in an installer, and then they select it themselves. That's a big factor right there to know who's going to be putting it in because that's the whole key. You know, they could do damage if it's not the quality. And I just want to say I read reviews about some of the installers in different places, and that's what everybody went on and on about how great they were. One quick question before I reintroduce us is how much uh, how much square footage do you need in the sun on your roof uh, just uh, as the smallest amount? That's a great question. We say about 200 square feet of uninterrupted roof space. So no chimneys or, um, you know, roof vents or anything like that. Oh, okay. No, you say because you can't put it over the roof vent, right? 
You can. Um, you can put different roof planes together, uh-huh. but it's, that's just a good rule of thumb is okay. about 200 square feet of uninterrupted roof space. Okay. So let me do the reintroduction again. Um, I am Annie Ellis, and you're listening to the Sustainable Living Show on WMNF Tampa 88.5. Today's guest is Heaven Campbell. She is the Florida Program Director of Solar United Neighbors, a nonprofit group. If you want to be part of this conversation about solar, give us a call at 813-239-9663 or send us an email at dj at wmnf.org and we will read it on the air. So earlier you were mentioning that once you sign up, you'll review the roof to see if it's a good fit. How do you review it? Do you send somebody or do you do a Google image search? Yeah, we have, um, we use Google, but we also have other um, paid software to look at. Um, satellite imagery that's really up to date and then we we check the amount of roof space the orientation um, exposure okay because when i was at like a parade once or something i i signed up to get like a free audit uh-huh. and they also did like the google satellite search right and then they go we can't find your house and i said oh it's under all those trees oh yeah you have so many yeah. and, trees and i said yeah, yeah you wouldn't be a good fit but i was just yeah. wondering about you know if, if that's true for all this was many years ago so i, I didn't know if i have a flat roof and it's completely exposed to sun, but it's small. I have a small house, so I don't know. I, I'm going to measure it, though, i got to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to go up there because there are a couple vents and stuff, too. So when I go to solarunitedneighbors.org, I see that the Hills for uh, Hillsborough County, it says this co-op is funded by Hillsborough County and the city of Tampa. Oh. Can you tell us how that became a partnership, Heaven? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Hillsborough County is under the radar in Florida, but they actually have, as a county, more installed solar than any other county in Florida that they've done on their own. Um, So libraries, community centers, different county-owned buildings. Hillsborough County is really a sustainable leader in the state of Florida. So we work, yeah, we're, um, like I said, a C3. So we do require grants and foundation funding to keep the lights on. And um, we work with municipalities and counties around the state um, to provide education to residents, um, this consumer protection in these co-ops so that people have a safe venue for investigating and going solar. Hillsborough County has been a longstanding um, funder and relationship that we've had in the state of Florida, um, other counties like Orange County and um, South Florida counties are as well. And the city of Tampa is a newer funder, but the city of Tampa has been, I mean, making extreme strides in sustainability, both um, with their climate action plan, looking at their own municipal buildings and how they can solarize and um, institute energy efficiency measures hiring a sustainability director and uh, funding both the co-op model and other nonprofits as well that are here to help residents. There's a sustain- sustainability director? For the city of Tampa, there is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. That's yeah, right. Whit Reamer, he's great. Okay. okay. Annie, Kitty yes. Wallace told us about Whit last week. Say that? 
Katie Wallace told us about him last week. I remembered his name. <laughs> I couldn't remember why. All right, uh, so, Heaven, I have a question. How did this nonprofit grow organically? Like, how do people in other counties learn about you, and how do they get involved? Because we're getting several emails. One is from Roseanne in Brooksville, which is in Hernando County, and she's interested in going solar, and they want to know if there are sun services available here. And then we have other emails like from John, who says, I'm in Pinellas County. Is there a Sun Co-op there? Yeah. And then we have another email. So, How do they make that happen? Yeah. Do they call you up and then badger you? <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. So um, people reach out via phone, email, Facebook. Um, it's really just such such an organic growth and yeah. a, a desire across the, the state. We've seen this in polling repeatedly across different um, parts of the state, across age ranges, and um, even partisanship, right? Like everyone in Florida wants solar. It's extremely popular. Um, And that's been true and held true in polling for almost a decade now. So people reach out in a variety of different ways. Um, Like you were just saying with these emails, we actually are about to launch the Pinellas County Co-op. Yay. So stay tuned. There you go, John. Um, June. Um, stay tuned. But oh, it's stay launching. Tuned. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is launching within the next month. Yeah. And then um, we we have a you know we're dedicated to educating people and bringing solar to the masses. So yeah. we don't we don't prioritize urban centers. Okay. We have rural co-ops every year. Um, you know, we That's we've great. had a, recently a Pasco County co-op, um, Citrus County. So even if you don't have a co-op open right now or one that's, you know, slated to come has a launch date for your area, mm-hmm. we also help people go solar on their own free of charge. So just get plugged into our website yeah. and we have open source resources. And then we also have an ability that people can schedule like a, a quick chat with us we have, uh, have we have a phone call that ne- ne- they need to have a quick chat with us so we might need to take that because they've been on hold a long time let's go with that next all right so on the line we have paul from uh, winter haven hi paul hey paul paul are you there did you say winter haven yeah, is that where you're from she just got up. No, she just got back on the phone with me and asked me where I was. Oh, Safety oh. Harbor. I'm, I'm from, I'm from, <laughs> oh, very good. I love Safety Harbor. Hey, my question is, I, I bought a, a place in the Panhandle, mm-hmm. and it's uh, we're tearing out everything except for the roof and the walls. Should I wire specifically for solar wiring? That would be heaven's answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, no, there's no specific wiring required. As long as your home is up to code um, and you have, we suggest about a 200 amp panel, main panel, and um, most homes do have that. So just keep that in mind, 200 amp panel. And then if you know that you want to do storage, um, so like a battery, then you can talk to your electrician about going going ahead and putting a dedicated load panel. Okay. All right, because I'm, uh, I'm a few years down the road. I, I just go up there. It's in Holmes County. And I just, I just go up once a month. I just, you know, hunt. 
but I'm having the HVAC put in. Should I talk to them about the uh, dedicated line? Nope, you don't need anything special there. Um, okay. Just, I would suggest look at your local utility to see if there's any rebates for NAC. Sometimes they have requirements, like it has to be a 15 or 16 tier for a rebate. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm in a co-op, and they want a $100,000 insurance policy if I tie into the line. Oh, my goodness. That's what I said, too. I bet you said it with stronger language. (laughs) Yes, Yes, I did. (laughs) I don't don't, know. You know, it's actually, when I ran the numbers, it actually cost more to get that insurance policy. Yeah, totally. So, anyways. Yeah, well, good luck to you. Thank you for the call. We have another okay. call as well, don't we, or no? No, no, no we don't. You're Thanks, welcome. Paul. Thank but, you. But we do have several emails. Okay. Um, one is from David Bryant. He says, hi, Annie and Kenny. Hi, David. What does your guest think about Tesla Solar? I'm tired of Elon Musk's blank, and I don't <laughs> trust him. I wouldn't buy his products out of principle. All right, so, Heaven, do you know about Tesla Solar? Yeah, I mean, we're, so as a C3, we are vendor and financing neutral. Um, we can definitely share kind of the ins and outs of different products. Um, for a long time, Tesla actually didn't make their own panels. They had great panels because they were patented from Panasonic, which is one of the best panel makers. Um, now I believe they are making their own panels. Um, but I mean, it's just another equipment offering. Um, if you're talking about the, the panels themselves, they do have kind of a an up and down history because it was a failing uh, company that was then bought by Tesla. Oh, um, so we we just suggest doing you know your research and and looking at spec sheets for any equipment, and um, that's something that we do as well for co-ops and make sure that the equipment matches you know where it is if we have you know, a coastal co-op and we want to make sure the equipment has salt spray ratings yeah. and in Florida, you're looking for hail ratings, things like that. So, um, just oh, I didn't something think about I do homework on. Yeah, you have to have hail ratings. I didn't think about that. That's a great tip. And now we have a brief message from Bill <laughs> about our show. Okay. Do you ever look up at the night sky and see the billions and billions of stars and think to yourself in the scheme of things, you're mighty insignificant? Well, feel that way no more. Just go to our website, WMNF.org, and click on the tip jar icon at the top left and direct your donation to SUL for Sustainable Living. And by supporting the Sustainable Living Show in WMNF Tampa, you can look anyone directly in their eyes and say, I am significant. (laughs) There will always be a star in our eyes. Yes. All right, so, Heaven, we got... uh, about four more emails. Wow. And uh, David's follow-up is, can you put solar panels on a flat roof? That was my question, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, solar is really made for pretty much any roof type. It is difficult to install on slate. Fortunately, we don't have a lot of slate here in Florida. But any roof type, and we have products that have met both our Florida building code, our state requirements, and we have an extra layer of support in Florida. Um, everything has to be approved through the Florida Solar Energy Center, which is through um, the University of Central Florida Engineering. And um, yeah, we have different attachments that are good for flat roofs, for um, clay tile roofs, shingle, 
Um, we even have attachments that don't penetrate your roof for staining seam metal. Uh-huh. So, so was, I, one second. What was that called? It was. It's approved by uh, through the Florida what? Florida Solar Energy Center. Okay, thank you. I like to write these in my notes. So my father has a question, and I have a question, oh. and then two listeners have the same question. Oh, great! And that is. Hey there, the biggest question I have is, does installing solar panels on a roof cause potential leaks? That's a big question. And then Kelly O says, my husband and I are very interested in going solar, but we are worried about the panels being attached to the roof. Mm -hmm. We have heard that it can cause damaged roof and lead to leaks. Is this true? Can you talk about that or other potential problems with going solar? Also, do the panels have to be like hurricane, wind, and weather? I know you kind of briefly just talked about the uh, They have to be approved the, by a certain level, yeah. right? Yeah. So, heaven, um, if, I, if we get solar, will our roofs be leaking? Well, it's so, a big deal. Yeah, it really is. Um, solar and metal roofs go hand-in-hand hand for this very reason. Metal roofs are extremely long-lasting as a solar and... The standing seam metal roofs, you can not penetrate your roof whatsoever. Um, anytime you penetrate your roof, there is always a chance for a leak. Yes. It is extremely rare with solar. Um, and most people don't realize how often we already penetrate our roof um, with, you know, gutters and satellites and attic fans and attic vents and all of these different things that we already have that are penetrating systems on our roof. So solar uses the same methodology that they use to weatherproof. Mm-hmm. So flashing, um, sealant, O-rings, there's you know different weatherproofing methodology for every roof type. And there are definitely standards and procedures that have to be followed. It is rare for solar to cause a leak. Um, it's not, you know, 100% never going to happen, but it is very rare. And that's why you want to be looking for an installer that has insurance that is licensed that doesn't have complaints against their license and these are things that we check for in our co-op process and that also offers a workmanship warranty so it's like the installation warranty on their work covers the wiring the install including roof penetration that's interesting because i have a flat roof and uh when it's a hundred year old house and i got so sick of it leaking i had the whole thing ripped off all the way down to the wood and we put a a heavy bitumen roof over the parapet tops and it has never leaked again and that has been almost 20 years and i would be so scared to put a hole in it because of that water finds its way but you know I guess there's the risk factor. You got to get a good, you get have to have a guy. good installer. Yeah. yeah. So we have one more oh, email right now, and it's from my neighbor who lives seven houses down the road. Who? Bev Pre- Keeney in Forest Hills. Very good. And she, and probably her husband, Bill, want to know to get the lowest price, how many neighbors have to sign up? That is so great. And, and how many people have to express interest to see the power of the numbers? And do we have to all have the same timeline of installation. And people are in different places about financing, so that would definitely you know, one, affect want, the co-op. I, I want to add to that because I have this circled on mine. To, to how many does uh, the co-op need as the limit to, can be in there? All right, Heaven, we're really interested in signing up. So <laughs> Tell us the, the skinny. <laughs> so she definitely already gets the model just from her questions. Um, 
the minimum that we need to sign up is 30. That's not really an 30. issue in Florida. No, that's um, not. Because we, we end up maxing out most of our co-ops. <clears throat> we personally max them out around 250. Um, like Orange County will be maxed out soon because we feel like that's a, a feasible amount of leads for an installer to handle and maintain customer service. So we want to maintain this positive experience. And we think that's really the max that um, that can happen at. And um, the some vicinity, of the other questions. The vicinity. How close yeah. together do they need to be to be able to make this work? So we do it by county, actually. Wow. Um, and, and Hillsborough's that's, huge. That's, yeah, but that's really good for installers okay. because a lot of installers, are actually traveling across the state. They might have a, a install in Jacksonville one day and then uh-huh. something in Orlando the next day and then Pensacola a couple days later. So having everyone just in one county is a huge cost savings for them, for truck roll, and just for them to be able to work locally. Um, over 95% of our co-ops do a local installer. Yeah, I would think that um, would feel better. You know, you could yeah. call them up at, at midnight and say, come on over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Heaven, we got a couple more people uh, with questions and comments. And the first one we'll take is Amy from St. Pete. Hi, Amy. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Pleasure. Real, real briefly, um, I am in the, in the industry. Um, I'd like to just keep it at that. When you... Attach anything to your roof, whether it's electrical, plumbing, mechanical, you know, uh, vent pipes for plumbing, um, any attachments, all the, and solar, let's face it. I mean, let's be real. It's got a lot of penetrations because you got to anchor down every one of them. Right. That's what I was uh, thinking. That grid system. So it's the, the, the way you think about right now, it's just best to have a roofing contractor involved with your solar. Mm-hmm. That's, just, that's just the way it is. You, you you can go through all the stuff and get everything approved. And, you know, is that, I think it's just electrical inspectors going to come out. I don't know if anybody else is going to come out and, you know, look at the penetrations through the roof. So really, really need to have a roofing contractor that knows how to flash around all those penetrations properly. You know, you can't just put like silicone seal and call it it, call it a day. Yeah. This is probably one of the things that they do in the Sun Group that they have all those uh, those uh, T's uh, crossed and the I's dotted. Is that true, uh, Heaven? Well, I think that for the larger picture, you know, in order to for green energy to come in, they're trying to you know deregulate to some extent and fast track this these systems, which you know uh, to some extent that can be a good thing, but. At the end of the day, the consumer needs to be savvy enough to look out for themselves and, you know, go ahead and have a roofing contractor uh, that knows roofing. That's their trade. It's not like they're trying to do too many things, you know. Right. Specialties in each piece. Yeah. Like going to a doctor. You don't want to go to a bone doctor for your heart. But that particular subject is downplayed in every arena. Okay. Like all over. Every, every Just let me leave it at that. Every arena. Yeah. So I know that's what people need to do. Well, thank you for your call in. I appreciate you highlighting that. That's good information. Thanks. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Thank Bye-bye. you, Amy. So we have a couple more emails. One is Andy and Brandon. He says, as a roofer for... Th- 
for 30 years, I don't recommend solar on a roof that's older than 15 to 20 years old. Uh, also, tile roofs are not ideal for solar for similar reasons as stated. Um, so just to respond to that, I yes. think that um, to both of those comments, um, we definitely, one of the things that we ask installers, um, like you mentioned, Annie, you do want the specialty oh, yeah. um, to be working on that, right? Like you wouldn't have your pool guy come install your solar. Right. Um, solar is a, the, the licensure for solar is either a CVC, which is a solar contractor, and they have a lot of uh, crossover with electricians and then more specialty in solar or an electrician, a master electrician can also install solar. So it's really electrical. Um, we ask installers, you know, do you have a roofing partner? And we tell people, you know, if you, I wouldn't do a package where you're re-roofing and doing solar at the same time. You want to be shopping around your roofing and treating that as a separate thing. You're getting a new roof. Talk to multiple roofers, get different proposals. And, um, we encourage people, if you're, if you're re-roofing at the same time, and I 100% agree with that roofer who said, don't install solar on an old roof, do not do that. Mm -hmm. um, then you want to connect your roofer and your solar contractor and have them communicating with one another. Um, like the woman is from, I believe, St. Pete pointed out, there is a lot of penetration when it comes to solar. I will say, though, that the manufacturers who manufacture the attachments, um, most of most of the time, these are really large brand names like Iron Ridge, and they provide in-person training and continuing education to solar contractors on the way to weatherproof these attachments mm -hmm. and um, provide the materials to do that. And it's never just a sealant. It's usually two to three components, so sealant, O-ring, flashing, yeah, that oh, wouldn't you know, work. I mean, if you're just going to put a little epoxy on there, that's not going to happen. Yeah, silicone, so it squirt a little silicone. We have uh, we have more emails, and yes. it looks like we have a call up there too. Yes, we do. Okay, so let's take let's go for that. Jim from St. Pete. He has some comments about community-owned uh, systems. Hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. Hi. Uh, yeah, this is something that I haven't heard mentioned on the sustainability program at all. And uh, I've, I've been uh, looking at this off and on for a couple of years to see where it's going. And it's a different type of co-op than you're talking about. It's community-owned community solar. Uh, and there's a lot of it in uh, uh, the north and the northeast. Um, and but there is some in Florida, and I found a, um, a spreadsheet that uh, comes from the government and uh, shows that Florida is the fourth state in terms of uh, community solar uh, capacity. And what this allows a person to do is you you base, you become part of this co-op, mm -hmm. and you can own a portion of the solar panels that are located remotely oh. at a group installation. Yeah. And uh, it allows people, it even allows renters to do this. Mm -hmm. You don't have to install it on your house. Right. It's a block of space that they judge percentage per place. Yeah. Yeah. And 
to me, it sounds like a really ideal situation. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking of going solo for quite a few years, and what keeps holding me back, besides inertia, is that um, uh, I also love trees. Yeah, me too. I would rather have a completely shaded house and get my solar energy from a, a remote source. I, I wouldn't personally have to deal with the maintenance on it. Yeah, yeah I'm worried about roofs, too, and I need a whole new roof at this point, but I'm also hoping to do an addition in the next couple of years. Yeah, so it would be all at once. Yeah. You don't want to add a second roof without that, that little com- combined edge is always yeah. a problem later. Heaven, do you have uh, any insight onto community-owned yeah. solar? And this caller has a really good grasp on it, too. You're describing it right. It is single-handedly the most equitable form of solar that exists. This is illegal in Florida. Mm-hmm. Whatever government spreadsheet that you found, um, based on what you've said that we're forcing the state, what you're reading is actually just the solar capacity. Um, there is no zero community solar in Florida. Wow. It is, it is illegal. And that's because of our monopoly utilities blocking policy that enables it. Um, there okay. are utility solar subscription programs that are a fake form of community solar. They don't meet that true community definition um, in their solar subscription programs. So those do exist offered only by regulated utilities um, per our laws right now. But you are describing it right. And Annie, you have the, the right idea too about the percent for place. Yeah. Um, it is an extremely equitable form of solar. It would open up solar to rent. So that was one thing that our governor did this year, or how long ago has that been going on? When did they block that? Because I know the power company is very powerful. So it's, um, it's a technicality that blocks it that says that any sale or transfer of kilowatt hours must be done by a regulated utility. Um, and most community solar is policy enacted so there's a some sort of law that defines what it will look like in a state and we've just never had a policy to enact it you know i i'm glad you brought that up i'm I'm sorry Uh, thank you for your call i really appreciate you bringing that up because now we know that's illegal in florida which is good news so thank you a question uh well we're okay we have like three people and okay so real quick uh how how do we start um, getting the law changed. Well, you're going to have to call your senator. You're going to have to write. You're going to have to do a lot of things like that. That's going to be the way. Because just uh, this past, uh, I think it was last month, the Florida House Bill 741, uh, it would have stripped net metering from homeowners and businesses to go solar in 24. But right. uh, unbelievably, our governor uh, vetoed it. So now uh, they still can have it, you know, which is really good. It didn't kill solar because we were really thinking that was going to kill solar here, but it didn't happen. So you need to contact your government and your people that are going to be doing work for you. So good luck. Thanks, Jim, for the call. Kevin, do you have any additional comments on how to get back community systems? Absolutely. Just to tie those two things together to the the veto of the anti-net metering bill, um, Community solar is virtual net metering. It's like he said, you know, it's uh, kind of cloud-based divvying up of credit. So mm-hmm. we can't have virtual net metering if we're 
actively trying to destroy net metering. Mm-hmm. So if you want any more additional access to solar greater than what we have right now, then we have to protect the status quo, which is net metering. Okay. And yeah, because it would destroy, I get what you're saying. Like if we got the full thing done, uh, it would destroy this one thing. Um Okay. Got so, it. Heaven, do you know about the recent Florida power and light scandals? What? No, I haven't what heard anything. What are they, Kenny? <laughs> Give us the dirt. Well, <laughs> Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba brought it up. Bubba brought it up. He okay. says that he believes that the Florida Power and Light uh, Corporation was pushing dirty power sources over solar. Oh, so like, coal? Per, like, yeah, promoting yeah. non-solar things. And then he said that they are not good corporate citizens. Well, I can probably agree with that. <laughs> and it's about probably, the money. You know, that's the thing is that they, yeah. they feel threatened because we're going to put them out of business. Well, that's not going to happen. But They're actually extremely pro-solar. It's the but they want to make their energy. own solar panels, yes. right? They want to own the sun. <laughs> they want to own <laughs> when the it sun. Comes down to it. <laughs> and then, Heaven, we have one more uh, question. This goes back to holes in the roof. What kind of problems come up down the road with solar panel maintenance and care? And what type of warranty should consumers be looking for? Great question. Um, solar has a lot of different warranties. The products themselves have a warranty. There's a production warranty. People will commonly say the lifetime of solar is 25 or 30 years. Oh. That's really just the production warranty that it's going to be producing at, you know, a lot of solar is 90% at 30 years. It wow. doesn't just die after that. It just starts degrading. Um, but I've seen solar that's been around in, you know, over in Brevard County on the Space Coast for 50 years that was still operating on almost, you know, 60% capacity. These crazy old clunker panels that I I was like, I can't even find a panel that looks like that anymore. So um, it's extremely long lasting. <laughs> the biggest problem people <coughs> run into is needing to re-roof and having to pay to have their solar taken down. Oh, again, right. Then have to be yeah. reinstalled. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And it's, it needs to be handled by an electrician. It's, I mean, it's a volt. It has voltage. Yeah. So you need somebody who knows what they're doing and, you know, maybe can store it for you or help you store it properly. So that's the biggest problem. Is, yeah, that's interesting because they'd have so to take well it off. Lasting. Take it down, put it somewhere, bring it back up, reinstall. That's a big number probably. So, you know what? We have, uh, in our show, we do events. And so I want to go ahead and uh, talk about that because I have one that I really want to announce. Uh, The Hillsborough Community Homeless Outreach. uh, And it's hosted by the Crossover Church. That's this Wednesday at August the 10th at uh, 2022. It's at 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's at 1235 East Fowler Avenue, Tampa, Florida, 33612. I just want to, they need um, men's clothing, uh, uh, you know, bigger size men's shoes, clothing, socks, whatever you have. Uh, they're missing a lot of that. And just for the homeless people, they they have one of those portable shower situations. They have uh, hygiene bags. They have meals. They have uh, haircuts, clothing, blankets, flu shots, pet services. They even work with you know, free, with your pet. Uh, and they do uh, lots of things with mental health and so on and bike repair. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows about this. And this is this Wednesday. 
Wednesday. So if you have any donations, if you can get that to them, and if you are homeless, go over there and take it. Uh, use this uh, service. It's really a great situation. Also, we have efficient irrigation strategies for homeowners, and it's this Friday, August the 26th from 2 to 3. You, it's online, but you need to register with Eventbrite for that. I also want to let you know that if you do that, you also qualify uh, for uh, a... Uh a strategy, somebody comes and checks out uh, your personalized irrigation analysis. So that's really a good thing to get into. Uh, we, there's a yoga in the park that's free at Kava Culture Kava Bar. Uh, that's 514 North Franklin Street, 102. And Sunday, every Sunday, actually. Um, and it's 10 to 11. And I also check out Sweetwater Organic Farm at sweetwater-organic.org. There's CSA Harvest, which is community-supported agriculture. It's great you pay in and you or you do something <laughs> give money <laughs> i'm not supposed to talk about that uh, and you get a box of food every week it's wonderful and that's already starting up for sign up for uh so go ahead and do that and check out all the other cool stuff they have at that place it's a wonderful place very good so on the line we have mike and i'm excited to talk to him because he is a home solar owner oh yay and good. that's important well, to have on the show absolutely hello we have a few minutes hi mike <laughs> Mike. Hi, everybody. Hi. Yes, a great, great show. Good. Glad you're getting some some facts and some knowledge. And yes, I own solar. My wife has a plug-in hybrid, so you guys are on it. Times a lot of the things we do, yeah. It, uh, you know, that car will get a hundred miles to the gallon because it's electric about the first forty-five miles. Yeah. And we got in the car and drove over to the East Coast this weekend, and you know, don't have to worry about. Anything, you know, we run on gas and we don't do that. But, yeah, we've been solar owners for uh, right at four years now. Um, they have good warranties on them. We haven't had any problems. There's almost no maintenance. The inverter, the thing that sits on the side or in the garage, looks like a backpack that changes from uh, DC on your roof to AC, which is what you use in your house. Um, sometimes there can be issues here. You restart it, but, you know, they're covered with good warranties. And the warranties are 25 and 30 years. So what's your savings on that? What's on your savings on that? We had some guy that used to have a bill of $400 a month, and he only has a bill for $2 now. He called last a few weeks ago. Right. Um, you pay a, a charge for FPL just to get a bill. Oh. But I would say that 10 months out of the year, I am producing as many kilowatts as I use. That's fantastic. Um, do the net metering. Uh, they were right. You you know, in the net metering world, which is all of Florida except for like Orlando utilities or the Gainesville utilities, which are private or community owned, mm -hmm. those might be able to have those community solar on it. But the rest of it's net metering. That just means that if I don't um, use the kilowatt, it goes into the grid. My neighbor's going to suck it up because yeah. they've got their air conditioner on if, I, if mine wasn't running. <laughs> Yeah. So it's very efficient. It goes right to someone in the next few houses away. Mm -hmm. um, but if you don't use all those, you develop a bank. So I have a bank, you know, when we go into the summer of maybe 1,000 kilowatts, mm -hmm. that's down to about two or 300. So usually this month, September, October, that bank will run dry, and we'll have a couple bills that are going to be, $18. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I am so proud of you and I want to thank you for being $140. 
I want to yeah. thank you for being part of the solution. Yeah. Thank you, for Mike. For doing we're, your part. That's wonderful. We're wrapping up the show now. So I do have one more question, uh, Heaven. So other than the obvious money saving associated with solar, what are some other positives for the environment? Yes, that was one of my questions. Thank you. That's a great question. Um, I would say the majority of people come to solar for the financial savings. It's a low risk, high return on investment investment. Um, but you know what I like to share with people? We're, we're Floridians. We're surrounded by water. Um, most of us, you know, love playing in our many forms of water, the beach or the springs. Um, solar is the least water intensive form of energy. So it's a huge water conservation form of energy. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I never thought about that. What is your uh, positive takeaway with about solar that you would like to leave this show with, Heaven? Um, I would say that solar is for everyone. A lot of people have this misconception that solar is just for rich people or that it's just for environmentalists. But um, I believe it's, you know, this, like I said, high return on investment appliance that you can use in your home and add to your home's value. And, you know, just investigate it. it. Most people find a reason that it works for them. Thank you so much for coming to the show, Heaven. Really appreciate you taking the time uh, out with us today and providing all this great information for our uh, listeners. And your, yeah, thanks for having us. It's a pleasure. And your nonprofit is SUN, which stands for Solar United Neighbors, and the website is solarunitedneighbors.org. Very good. You, you want me to read this out? Sure. All right. I'll do this. this time. It's my turn. Uh, if you enjoyed this show and our weekly content, please consider going to WMNF.org, donating through the tip jar, and directing your donation to Sustainable Living Show. Your donation helps keep us on the air. Stick around for the next hour to hear WMNF, Tampa's Monday Music with Flea. If you want to hear more public interest program, you can switch over to WMNF HD3 channel, The Source, to listen to today's Tom Hartman Show live. Tune in next month. Monday morning at 11 for the next Sustainable Living Show, where we'll be talking with Justin Tramble of Tampa Bay Waterkeepers and Maya Burke with Tampa Bay Estuary Program. Follow our Facebook page, Sustainable Living, WMNF, to stay in the loop. I'm Annie Ellis. And I'm Kenny Coogan. Remember, if you're looking for someone to save the world, look in the mirror. Bye-bye.